Take a Crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. A full list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Scotch, baby, congratulations on being one of the finalists for Paternity Can Idol. Now let's turn that voice into some real money and do some ads. I've got some ad copy right here. If you'll just sing what's on the page, that'd be great. We'll get you set right up. Shit, baby, I really appreciate you having me here. I'm so excited to do this, but there's no fucking way I'm going to read that. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll come up with something. It'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, all right, uh, all right, you're the talent. Uh, I guess we'll just roll it. Uh, yeah, whatever's fine. The sun is hot, and you're thirsty. But you've got nuts, and you need some blursty. So take a sip of a bottle blursty. Take a sip of a bottle blursty. Blursty in three new flavors: frog, dog, and cat. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sip, take a dip, spin this blursty, pull a blursty. Ah. <laughs> I can't beatbox. Why are you make me laugh this hard, you fuck? Cause it's full of salt, salt and slime. <laughs> this is impossible. Keep drinking a bottle because you're wasting your time. Every frog has its day. It's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Crit, Real Play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, the passion project of five childhood pals who've been playing this game for countless hours over the past two decades. I'm Joey Swanson, and I play Garrett Sunderwood. More on him later. We start out each one of these episodes with our dungeon master posing a question to the adventurers. This is where we pass that mic on to our pal Leo. Hey, everybody, I'm Leo Martin, your dungeon master, coming at you with yet another question. We've been asking about music lately, as the gang's been wrapped up in Pathurntgen Idol. So our final music question is, what is your least favorite artist or genre of music? First up, let's hear from our lead contestant himself, the froggy man, Scotch Hops. What's up, my passionate children? Uh, <laughs> I'm Austin Petrie. I play Scotch Hops, the little froggy sorcerer bard. Scotch Hops, you wouldn't think it. <laughs> but Scotch Hops hates ska. Oh. Um, oh. He plays the horn and he makes all kinds of loud noises, but he hates ska. Rude. 
and his least favorite band is Torchlight Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, hates well, it. some people Damn. would argue that they're not even ska, but you know, don't worry about it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, let's hear from the man with the trunk who comes from the dump. It's Will Willie Willis. Hey everyone, my name is Salem Martin. I play Will Willie Willis, uh, locks it on cleric of the forge, worshiper of the way, so ragamuffin of refuse. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. <laughs> Five stars this week, awesome. Orphaned elephant man raised by the dwarves of the dump. Uh, Will Willie's least favorite kind of music is uh, circus music. One day Willie fixed a carousel toy that uh, instantly started spinning and playing music. And uh, he just freaked out and blacked out and started, like, fucking shit up. And, yeah. Just bull elephant rampage. Mm -hmm. Gus, the lesser, thought he was fucked because Willie was actually kind of, like, you know, already a, a big boy by this point in time. He he thought he was, like, literally going to die because Willie, w Willie wasn't there. Um, But then that's uh, Gus the Greater showed up and... Calm. Knocked Willie out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, calmed him down. <laughs> you were about to say calmed him down, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah calmed, that's what I thought. He calmed him down with a firm hammer swing. Well, looks like we've got a uh, take two of that coming. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Next up, we've got an investigative reporter with silver hair and lots of flair. It's Gotcha Portobello. Hi there. I'm Jane. I play Jane. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jane. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm Jane. I play Gotcha Portobello. And uh, as far as least favorite type of music right now, it's anyone who's not Scotch Hops in this fucking uh, tournament. But growing Ooh, up... That's it, the right answer. <laughs> but <laughs> right now, uh, it's that. But it used to be the conductor of the court orchestra, Lane and Bernstein. Don't worry, someone's going to get it. Because uh, <laughs> he wouldn't let her fuck the violinists. Yeah, they got to keep all that, all of their goo on the inside, so that they have that frustration enough to shred the violin. Apparently, yeah. Whenever you see a, a person playing violin and they're doing really well, it's just because they're channeling the pain from their blue balls. <laughs> all that sexual frustration really gives you that drive. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why they look so wound up. <laughs> all right. And last but not least, but definitely the shortest, it's Garrett Sunderwood. Uh, hey. Is he the shortest? I, I think it depends on how Scotch is standing, uh, because Scotch has long legs, as a frog does. But yeah, I'm Joey Swanson. I play Garrett Sunderwood. As I said uh, a couple questions ago, maybe last question, um, Garrett generally likes all music. He doesn't want to like judge anyone or like you know yuck any yums or like he doesn't he doesn't want to say anything bad about any musicians. Uh, but privately, he does think that um, the Dragonborn uh, Drake is a little bit overrated, <laughs> <laughs> and he would be right about that. <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, I I just uh, drank a. A big old cup of coffee, so uh, I, I think we need to take a crit. Oh, Last time on Take a Crit, Scotch Hops won the second round of Pathurnic and Idol. After his triumphant victory of the second round, the gang went back to uh, just have a nice, peaceful night at their hotel room. However, their sleep was interrupted by a knock at the door. 
and when Willie went to answer the door, it was broken down, and Willie was sent flying across the room as an angry-looking Gus the Greater stood in front of him. The betrayal. Gus the Greater looked up with a terrifying look in his eye and said, I'm sorry about this, Willie. We join the gang as they sit in befuddlement at the situation before them. You don't seem very sorry. Garrett's like throwing his bedazzled blazer on real quick. Are we uh, rolling an initiative? Is that what's going down now? Yeah, uh, we'll say that that first strike against Willie was uh, Gus's surprise round, so we'll roll initiative. Oh, nat one. Oh, I don't feel good about this. I got a four total. I got a 10 total. Gus got a 21. No, I got a 21 too. We'll roll off between Gotcha and Gus. He got a nat 20 this time. I got an 18. Gus the Greater, he walks kind of into the center of the room, and he looks at Willie and says, You just had to keep digging around, huh? Oh, uh, what are you doing with this this group of nosy little fuckers, Willie? <sighs> he looks around. Uh, he spots Gotcha Portobello, points his hammer at her and says, Are you the one who wrote that article? I I don't know how to write. Give you a deception check. <laughs> she she strictly types. That's all she does. That's a gutter twenty. He got a twenty three on his insight. Fuck. So he uh he looks at you and says, "Hmm, don't know how to write, huh? That's pretty unlikely for a a princess, don't you think?" <laughs> he just nailed the plot of like the original animated um, Beauty and the Beast. It's like. Why the fuck does the beast not know how to read or write? Is he's a prince? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of everyone in the town, he should be the one who can. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, Gus runs over towards Gotcha Portobello, and he just slams you right in the abdomen. Oh with, my god! Uh, a warhammer strike. Uh, he gets no. a he gets a twenty three to hit. Ah, fuck! Fucking gross. Brutal. I tell him that that was very rude. Uh, well, as you say that, you take 18 damage. Oh, fuck. Ugh. God damn. That's plenty. I'm bloody. Yeah, he, he just he slams you right in the gut, and uh, now it is Gotcha's turn. I'm going to take a cunning action and disengage real quick and get the fuck away from him as far as I can. Can I get down the stairs past him? Yeah, he's moved from the door, so you can move towards the door. I'm going to disengage and move around him towards the stairs. Get the fuck out of here. All right. You can't quite get to the stairs. Uh, you can get out the door into the hallway, uh, and then the stairs are about uh, like 30 feet down the hallway. All righty. I'm going to turn around and shoot him with an arrow real quick. That's uh, 19 to hit. Uh, that doesn't hit. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, next up is Scott Chops. Okay. So I definitely don't think we can fucking take Gus the Greater. No, yeah. Get out the window. I'm going to go ahead and cast Invisibility on Sweet Baby. And I'm going to be like, sweet baby, uh, fucking run downstairs. Meet me outside. <laughs> then I'm going to I'm gonna walk up to the closest window. Uh, can I can I open the window with my item interaction? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to open the window, and I'm just going to use the rest of my movement speed to start climbing down the wall. All right. So it only takes you, like, about five feet of movement to get to the window. So uh, you can go, like, 20 feet down the wall. Cool. So Garrett's just, like, getting his jacket on. 
I have a feeling that Willie's gonna get stuck in here if we don't help him. Does anyone have a spell they can cast on me? Fuck, do I use Spider Climb on Willie or do I use it on Truffle? <laughs> this is hard. If you use it on Willie, Willie can get can hold Truffle. That's Alright. Alright, Willie, we've gotta fucking cheese it! And he uh, slaps you on the shoulder and casts Spider Climb. And uh, you feel like Peter Parker. You like notice the little like hairs in your hand, like you could fucking climb and stuff. Real good. <laughs> oh god! You don't need your glasses anymore. <laughs> yeah, you throw you throw off your glasses, and you're ready to take on the school bully. Just not this guy who's crazy tough. He doesn't go to this school. He doesn't go to this school. If I needed glasses and now I don't, I think what just happened is I'm like, oh, God, this is what the world's supposed to look like. Fuck. <laughs> what just happened? So, yeah. You're you... so old, Gus. Oh, Garrett, you look so much more like a bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, Garrett start. Garrett does a second slap to try to like take the spell back, but he's not quite sure how it works. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right, we've... You know what? Never mind. You just, just grab Truffle. We've got to get the fuck out of here. Um, and Garrett takes a leap out of the window and bonus action turns into a squirrel and sort of glides the way his way down. And now it is Willie's turn. Alrighty. So I'm gonna cast Heat Metal on Gus. You're gonna cast Heat Metal on his armor or his warhammer or what? Um, I'm gonna go, uh, sorry, Gus, and I'm gonna cast on his armor. All right, so you cast Heat Metal, uh, his golden chest plate begins to glow, just searing hot. You can smell it burning uh, hair and flesh. And, uh, Gus, without even flinching, just looks at you and says, I'm sorry too, Willie. Oh, God. Roll me that damage. Uh, six damage. Alrighty, uh, I I lean down and I go, let's go pig, and I, I pick up Truffle, and uh, I'm going to turn and run uh, and jump out the window and try to grab on to the side with my hand, I guess. Climb. <laughs> with your Peter Parker fingers. <laughs> yeah. You, you jump out with a little too much gusto, but uh, you're, you're able to reach over and, and grab the side and, and stick onto it. So it's back around to Gus. Gotcha, who's the, the only person who can see into the room, sees that Gus, uh, first he rolls his constitution check to peel his armor off. And he got an 18. Is that higher than your save DC, Sam? Yeah, you're good. All right, so uh, he tears his searing hot armor off, and then he also jumps out the window. Oh, my God. I think it's worth mentioning that uh, Gotcha sees, like, a one like primo dad bod. What? Gus took off. Gus just disrobed in front of her. Are you saying that he doesn't have like some fucking like meaty uh, Kylo Ren beefsteaks on his pecs? Joey's getting weird over here. Yeah, let me peep them clavicles. All right, all right. So uh, yeah, so he he peels off he peels off his armor. You, you don't see the front of him. You don't see his his clavs, but he's got a mad like just ripped back. Uh, he's got plenty of scars and stuff all over it. God, just having a little bit of different feelings about getting slammed by him now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so he jumps out the window uh, with his warhammer, uh, and he's falling down like a brick, 
but he jumps out far enough uh, that he's going to try to strike this flying squirrel Garrett out of the air. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. That's radical. Jesus Christ. And he got a 17 to hit. Let's look up what a squirrel's uh, AC is. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Tough luck, Leo. You got a 17. You needed to get a 10 to hit, so sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as everyone knows, you got to get it right on the number. <laughs> All right. All right, so he deals... Ooh, 15 damage. Okay, so I had one hit point as a squirrel, so the one squirrel hit point fucking knocks away, and I take the extra 14 onto Garrett's regular health, and he's down to fucking 10 hit points. Nice. What about fall damage? Well, now I'm gonna die. You did just turn back into Garrett, and you're still like 40 feet up in the air. So that's 46? Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna say that uh, there will be one turn where Garrett is falling. Uh, and I'll give everybody a chance to try to do something. So I guess it's back to me. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's back around to Gotcha. Um, I guess you don't really see that happen because you're out in the hallway. Um, you just see Gus jump out the window. Well, all my friends are out that window, and this guy just fucked me up hardcore, so I guess I'm going to shoot him from out the window where he can't get me at. All right, he's currently falling through the air at immense speed, so I'm going to say you have disadvantage on that shot. That's okay. So I'm going to walk over to the window, and first I'm going to use my insightful fighting. So my insight check versus his deception check. Okay. He got a 7. I got a 17. So now I can use my sneak attack against him. That's a cool class feature. Uh, so I uh, rolled my disadvantage attack and got 14 and 10. So uh, Yeah, that's a miss. All right, so you, you loose a couple arrows at him, but he's just flying too fast. Uh, through the through the night. Next up is Scotch. Okay. Um. So I'm just going to cast invisibility on myself, and then I'm going to go back in the room. Okay. <laughs> well, Garrett, well, now Garrett might die. You climb back up and go through the window. And I'm going to kind of whisper like, "Sweet baby, you still up here? Sweet baby." Uh, you don't hear "Sweet baby." Uh, you had told her to run run down the hall and down the stairs, so you assume that's where he is. Okay. That's fine. I'll, I'll stay in this room. Next up, we have Garrett. Garrett's down, right? Well, no, no, Garrett's not down. Garrett's falling. He got his single squirrel hit point eliminated and took the overflow damage into his regular form. So he's just turned from squirrel to Garrett. He's in midair. And if you're going to give me a whole turn of falling, then I'm going to use these six seconds uh, in some very important ways. First off, action, heat metal on the Warhammer that Gus has. All right. 11. All right, so you deal 11 damage to Gus. Kind of just winces a little bit as he's also falling through the air. Um, so Garrett is going to bonus action turn into uh, the beast with the largest hit points that I could find. If I turn into a squirrel, then I could glide down, but I'd have one hit point. Um, and I'm going to roll the dice with this one and turn Garrett into a giant lizard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when it gets cold, the iguanas fall out of the trees in Florida and they're fine. <laughs> Garrett turns into a giant lizard, specifically an iguana. And so he's just going to continue to fall as a giant lizard this time. Like a squirrel, he's going to like fan out his limbs and his tail to sort of like catch some air. That's what he's going for, and he's got some more hit points now, so maybe that'll save him. I don't know. All right, so 
There's a giant lizard just dropping like a rock out of the sky. It is wearing Garrett's uh, bedazzled blazer. Fancy lizard coming down from above. And uh, the last turn before these drops resolve, what you want to do, Willie? I want to dismiss my heat metal and go back up there and uh, take Gus's uh, armor. All right, you uh, you examine it. It's a mithril breastplate that's coated with gold, uh, and it has a lot of ornate carvings in the dwarvish style that show uh, images of a bunch of adventures. There's people on a boat, strange-looking island. There's depictions of chests with gold and dragons and weapons of all sorts. Fancy as fuck. I'm going to go ahead and uh, strap that breastplate onto the uh, just onto my backpack I guess onto my pack. Alright so uh, these turns are over so both Garrett and Gus are going to land on the ground. You see that Gus miraculously somehow lands on his feet does not seem to be damaged at all He's got some ring of feather fall or something Uh, He doesn't fall slowly though he makes a kind of a decent crater in the street when he lands and cracks go out. Like an anime impact. He just does hella squats. He's got calves for days. Garrett, on the other hand, is just a big old lizard falling out of the sky. <laughs> Splat. And he takes... Oh my god, you're so lucky I've rolled so low. You take eight damage. Alright, my, my giant lizard isn't even bloodied. You kind of do a little lizard roll, I guess. <laughs> you roll out of it and you're fine. And as you hit the ground, you see that there are several guards outside the hotel. And when they, they see this lizard just flap down in front of them, and then, and then they see Gus looking enraged, and they yell at him and go, Hey, what are you doing? Get, get over here. We got some questions for you. And uh, Gus says, God damn it. Uh, this isn't how this was supposed to go. You see, he holds his hands out, and a swarm of locusts goes flying out from them, and uh, <laughs> they fly all up in the guard's face. Uh, some of them fly up and get in, your, get in your nose and your faces while you're looking out the window. And then when the insects uh, sort of disperse and everybody gets a hold of themselves, uh, you look up and you see that Gus the Greater is gone. Scotch Hops sees this from the window and his eyes get super wide. (laughs) (laughs) Willie can't see that because Scotch is invisible, but he turns to Willie and he's like, shit, can you do that? (laughs) No. Mm. Let me check. And then I just kind of open my palms and I go, no. I suppose there's an invisible look of disappointment that we should be glad Willie can't see. Yeah, it'd be heartbreaking. Well, Garrett's down there on the street, and I guess he's gonna uh, like give a nod to the guards. And uh, since he's got a climb speed, he's just gonna like go back up to the room where everyone else is. <laughs> so uh, you, you climb up, you get back into the room. After a minute, uh, the guards run up and they they enter the room and they they ask you what happened. Uh, what do you want to tell them, Willie? Uh, I don't know if you want to cover for your uncle or if you just want to out him for trying to kill us. Uh, I well, guess this you should probably whisper that to him, Garrett. Um, I want to see if I could like roll perception to see if I have any reason to think that's not Gus or if Gus is under the effects of some kind of spell. Give me an insight check. That's a natural 20 with the plus five. I took a crit on that. (laughs) Ooh, so you can spill all the beans, Leo. (laughs) So with that hot steamy crit, uh, I'll tell you this. You've seen Gus get in a few fights before and whenever you've seen him get in a fight he's always seemed quite jolly about it he's real goku luffy about it 
Right. That makes sense. But uh, that's not what you saw this time. This time he had a very, a very serious demeanor about him. You could tell he wasn't enjoying this at all and that he was just really out for blood. Like he, like he hated me or like he was really sad that he had to kill me? Uh, it seemed to be more of just like pure rage and anger. Oh, no. Mm. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think my uncle Gus is uh, right in the head. You guys. Yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, he's not usually. He's not usually shitty. I think. Um, he definitely tried to kill me. He definitely did. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've got internal bleeding from that gut shot. I... He made a real volleyball out of me with that spike. Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse. Uh, uh, bless me, Leaky. Uh, 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 I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want to tell the guards? Um. I don't talk to cops. <laughs> <laughs> the guards say, all right, well, if you don't want to talk, uh, I, I guess we can't force you. But uh, we can't we can't provide any uh, help or security, really, if you're not willing to help us. But uh, I guess that's your choice. Uh, y'all let us know if you have any more problems, all right? Gotcha's just clutching her stomach like, we need more security. I almost, I almost died. Like, Oh, I'll heal you. Just, we're, we're good. Fuck. All right, Willie, if this is how you feel. Okay. If, if you, if you fucking shitty uncle is more important to you than your, than your friends, then that's all right. That's your prerogative, mate. We can take him. I, I beg to differ. All right, so the guards go back downstairs. It's still in the middle of the night, so y'all y'all have some time before the morning if you want to take a long rest. Well, fucking Garrett is terrified um, after everything that just happened. He's not going to sleep easy. Um, so for the night, Garrett is going to like push all of the furniture in like the main living room of the hotel room up to the door and just like stack chairs on top of couches in front of the door. Gotcha's gonna help you. And like sleep leaning against that pile. <laughs> Alright, so you make a nice big barricade. Right after they finish stacking all the furniture up, uh, they hear a knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scotch, you gotta climb the wall, I'm sorry. I went downstairs to get Sweet Baby. Uh, you probably didn't see me go because I was still invisible. But... Uh, <laughs> Sweet baby can't really climb the walls, so if you could just move all move all this shit and let me in, that'd be great. Willie's got another like forty minutes of spider climb left. I think we're gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, you sleep through the night. The next morning, uh, there's a knock at the door behind the big barricade of stuff. Garrett jumps up in a start, like like with his armor still on and his weapon in his hand. He's like, huh. Gus. Don't give us any fucking shit. And he starts like moving the furniture around to try to get to the door. Willie stands up butt naked and pushes all the furniture out and then opens the door. In one motion because you're huge. <laughs> yeah. You open the door butt naked. Uh, you see that it's uh, Ryan Ecrest. Um, and he says, well, pretty, <laughs> pretty impressive trunk there. And your nose is pretty good, too. <laughs> Uh, listen, it's uh, it's time for the the final round. Are you guys, you all ready? You, you ready, Scotch? You ready to go shine out there like the star you are? Do I look ready, Ryan? <laughs> no one's gonna try and kill us, are they? Um, I, I mean, I'm not try- gonna try to kill you unless you want me to. I'm into that. Oh uh, well, we can 
hook up later, but we got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, get on down to the studio because it's about time to record. I'm like, uh, Ryan, um, I think I have a, a fear of sleeping, so I, I'd like to know where you get your cocaine. Oh, well, uh, he doesn't like me to give his name out, but... Uh, Is it Kevin? He tosses you a dime bag and says, yeah, it's Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> it's good. You get down to the studio, and there's just there's huge crowds outside this time. Uh, they're all trying to get a ticket in for the final performance. Uh, Garrett puts on his sunglasses like he's like the security detail for Scott Chops. And he's just like stiff arming people like, pick it, mate. There there are plenty of fans at this point that are uh, clamoring over him like, Scotch, Scotch, we love you. You're going to win, Scotch. You're going to do great, Scotch. I, I stick out my hands to just like touch all of them as I'm walking by. <laughs> just <laughs> high fives all around. Oh, man. <laughs> you're, you're, giving, you're giving high fives to everybody. They're all loving it. Is, is Ryan Ecrest still here? Ryan Ecrest has gone to the back to the studio, but as you're as you're entering, uh, you do see him uh, greeting you as you arrive. Uh, hey, hey, Ryan, I really need an acoustic guitar for my next song. Oh yeah, buddy, no problem. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, we've got this nice one with just like a good wood finish. Uh, we've got this black one with a white pick guard. We do got, you have a uh, strata for casters? Uh, oh no, we don't have any caster <laughs> stratas. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the the wood one's fine, and I and I take it and I start to strum on it a little bit. I'm like, oh shit! I thought this would be easier. I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> I lean down. I got. I go. You got this, buddy. And I give you guidance. <laughs> I give you. I give you. A little, I put my hand up to give you a little handshake. I'm not, I'm not gonna play it, but I do need it as a prop. All right. So so Ryan Ecrest uh, comes after a while and he says, all right, well, uh, the, the other contestant is actually going first. But uh, for the final rounds, uh, we, we like to have both the contestants on the, on the stage so they can they can watch the other performance. It gives a real showdown vibe. So let's bring you out. And uh, we got a chair out there for you to sit in. Uh, if you'll just follow me. Are we on stage two or are we in the crowd? Uh, you, you guys would be in the crowd. Sorry, no offense, but uh, we really just need the contestants up there this time. I flip Ryan Seacrest off. All right. Uh, as he's been saying this, I want to make a hide check to uh, stay backstage, like right next to the entrance to the stage. As Ryan Ecrest is leading Scotch away and uh, another attendant leads Willie and Garrett uh, over to the seats, uh, give me a stealth check to see if you can slip away and follow uh, Ryan I got a gutter twenty. You uh, you kind of slip behind the curtain, and uh, you're able to you're able to stay just off stage. Perfect. All right, they lead you out on the stage and sit you down in a big fancy chair. As you sit down, Ryan Ecrest walks out and says, "All right, everybody, are we ready for the final round of Pathetic and Idol? Our final showdown will be between Mr. Tortellini, a returning favorite." And the newcomer who's stolen Pathetica's heart, Scotch Hops! Alright, first up, we've got Mr. Tortellini. Take it away, sir! The the turtle from before, wearing his very fancy suit, uh, who up until now, he's just been singing some classic opera songs. Uh, he walks out and says, Today I have something a little different for you. I know that usually I'm an opera man, but today I wanted to treat you to a spoken word rendition of one of my favorite songs. 
he looks at the ground and slowly up at the crowd with a, a look of sorrow in his eye. And he says, A few times I've been around that track. So it's not just gonna happen like that. Because I ain't no hollaback girl. I ain't no hollaback girl. Few times I've been around that track. So it's not just gonna happen like that. Because I ain't no hollaback girl. I ain't no hollaback girl. Garrett's tearing up in the crowd. He then he then he then spends about a, a good twenty minutes just going. Oh yeah, this my shit. This my shit. <laughs> this my shit. <laughs> this my shit. Uh, and when it gets to Garrett's favorite part, when he says it's bananas, B A N A N A S, then Garrett just like loses it. He can't contain himself at that point. Yeah, the, the whole crowd is, is going crazy. Josh is just back there like, this isn't even original. <laughs> uh, the, the turtle bows his head and says, thank you all. He, he gives a, a confident look over to Scotch Hops, and then he goes and takes his seat. Ryan walks up and says, well, yeah, wasn't that something special? Oh, I got chills. Next up, we've got Patherticus Sweetheart, Scotch Hops. Um, so I, I just kind of slowly ride Sweet Baby up on stage. I've kind of got my guitar held up in the air. And I, and I say, uh, this, this song's a little different than, than what I normally do also. Uh, this one hits a little closer to home. This one... This one goes out to a special girl back home. Okay. So sweet. Uh, I, I hope you're watching tonight. The crowd gives a big, aww. And a couple of oohs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's definitely some oohs in there. Garrett looks to his left and right to Gotcha and Willie, and he's like, did did he ever tell you all about that he has a sweetheart? That he's got a girl back home? I, I'd never heard that. Garrett must be very confused when Gotcha is not to his left. Okay. <laughs> he's like I, I i thought we were real friends but i guess we just work friends i, I don't know <laughs> now for scotch's performance out in the woods you brought the goods a sixer of ice cold bug light with lime we stayed there for hours through all the rain showers just two sexy froglets, yeah, your hand in mine. Oh, I'll never forget the first time we kissed. You looked so pretty beneath the moonlight. One day soon, I'll come home to you. I'll kill my dad and then make love to you. <laughs> and then I just throw the guitar up in the air. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Every girl's dream. The crowd <laughs> goes fucking wild. Garrett hits the guitar with an ice knife, so there's just like a firework explosion. Oh, that's that's great. The guitar explodes, and everybody just fucking goes buck wild. Everyone's cheering. You look over, you see Ryan Ecrest has just stood up. He's clapping and yelling. He's like, oh, shit, I got to get up there. <laughs> he jumps on stage and says, oh, my God, that, that was 
that was that was amazing, Scotch. Oh my god. Ooh, I've got double chills and they're multiplying even further. So my chills are at exponential growth at this point. Oh. <laughs> I got a I got a fifteen on my performance check, by the way. With uh, guidance? Well, with advantage as well, because that was amazing. Oh, nat 20 on the advantage. Nice. Oh, oh, it was meant to be. All right, you get a nat 20. So there's going to be some deliberation, but now uh, Ryan Ecrest says, All right, it's time for our judges to make a decision. Uh, what do you think of that, Simon? You see that Simon, you haven't really been paying attention to him, but you see that he's very swollen. He's got a very red face. He's looking a little blue in the lips. The snake. <laughs> you see a snake <laughs> slither out from under the judge's desk. <laughs> so Simon is is looking pretty rough, but he says, <laughs> "Now you might think that the tears running down my face are, are due to this uh, <laughs> this condition that I'm in right now. I am feeling like I'm gonna die. I'm feeling very swollen. <laughs> but but no, these are tears of of just just pure." Pure astonishment, and that song really, really tugged at my heartstrings. And uh, I, I think the decision is clear here. My vote is for Scotch Hops. Thank you, Simon. It goes to uh, it goes to Carrie Sunderwood, and she's also she's wiping tears out of her eye, and she says, "That reminded me of an, an idea I had for a song long ago, and as lo- as much as I tried to work it out, I, I just couldn't make that song work. But but you've done it, you." You wrote the song that that I never could, and I'm I'm just amazed that that was the most beautiful song I've, I've ever heard, and and yes, my my vote is for Scotch. W- what about you, Heron? Heron Osborne says, "I liked it. My heart is making feelings. It's good. I vote for Scotch." Scotch puts his hands together like in a little prayer and like bends over and is just like, "Thank you, thank you." Ryan Ecrest walks over and he grabs Scotch by the hand and he says, Well, without further ado, I present to you your new champion of Pathetic Idols. Scotch Hops whispers to Ryan Ecrest, Constitution save. (laughs) (laughs) He he passes. He, He gets an 18. He does a lot of drugs, okay? His tolerance is high. Ryan Ecrest says, Well, that's our show, folks. It's been a wild season. Be sure to stick around for the after show where Mr. Tortellini will have to commit ritual sacrifice. <laughs> Goddamn. Without further ado, it's time to present uh, the grand prize to uh, Scotch Hops here. An attendant brings out uh, a little golden chess it's made of pure gold ryan ecrest uh pulls a key out of his pocket and opens up the chest and opens it and presents it to you and says this year's prize is a small collection of magical rings (gasps) (laughs) we'll give you all the details on them later but for now everyone out there have a wonderful night and thank you so much for joining us for this season of pathetic and idol Say goodnight, Scotch. Uh, goodnight, Scotch. Aww. <laughs> Look how cute. Uh, the crowd gives a, a big roar, and every everyone's super excited, and he leads you off stage, and uh, Mr. Tortellini is putting chains and brought off the other side of the stage. <laughs> I, like, turn to him and kind of stick my tongue out. Just... <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so uh, Ryan Ecrest takes you off stage, and as he does, he says, uh, oh, hey, gotcha. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. So is there a particular reason that they do the ritual sacrifice, or is it just for fun? It does wonders for the ratings. Whether that's supernatural or just because people are thirsty for blood, uh, I'm not sure, but it, it's great for the ratings. Well, uh, that's that. Uh, be sure you don't miss the party. Uh, all the judges are going to be there. It's uh, happening at 8 o'clock tonight at the, the bar of the, the hotel y'all are in. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I don't I don't know if we have any business with any of the judges, really. <laughs> okay, so Garrett pushes uh, all the way backstage uh, and gets there and says, uh, Gosh, oh my god, this means we get to see the judges. I can finally see my mom. It's been so long. Your mom is one of the judges? <laughs> I, I, I've only mentioned that like every day of the tournament. It's uh, I guess you didn't understand I was a bear. But <laughs> I, I, w- I wish I had known. I would have said something to her while I was up on stage. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I guess, you know, all the gnomes I grew up with understood Baby Bear, and so I guess it, it was weird that... Um, <laughs> Other people don't. Uh, it's just it's just part of adjusting to the city life. Is is different different people and, and what they're used to. But yeah, sometimes you can't talk to people when you're a bear. Well, that's something I learned now. Okay, <laughs> it's all part of life in the city. Ryan Ecrest uh, walks off backstage. He says, uh, I'll, "I'll see you at the party. Uh, bring that bag I gave you. It might come in handy." Uh, Ryan, before you go, what all what do all these rings do? Oh yeah, fuck, I almost forgot. Um, so. <laughs> So, so you got a classic collection of rings right here. You got the, you got your ring of swiftness. You got your ring of toughness. You got your ring of strength, and you've got your ring of protection. So, uh, in, in game terms, uh, one of these rings gives you plus one to dexterity. One gives you plus one to strength. One gives you plus one to constitution, and the other gives you plus two to armor class. I guess I'm gonna take the. Armor class one. Okay. I definitely don't want dexterity. I'm assuming that would go to Jane, right? Yeah, I'll take dexterity. Willie should probably have strength, and Garrett should probably have constitution, right? Yes, uh, strength is absolutely useless to me, so I'd rather have constitution. Okay. All right. So uh, the rings are divvied up. Everybody's got some new bling, and uh, it's getting later in the evening, so y'all want to go on over to the party? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You get over to the party. You see that there's there's tons of people trying to get in the bar, but there's there's several bouncers out there turning people away, being like, no, no, it's it's, it's just for the contestants and the judges and uh, the, the crew. You, you can't come in. No, no, no. And they spot uh, Scotch and his entourage, and uh, they say, oh, oh uh, Mr. Hops, uh, so glad to have you here. Uh, come on in. As we're passing, uh, I want to tell the bouncer, hey, don't let any shirtless dwarves with war hammers in here. Uh, yeah, sure. You got it. Does he tell the one guy at the bar who's like peacocking to get out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a shirtless dwarf who looks nothing like us the greater. He turns around. He's like, hey, hey, buddy, got to go. Sorry. <laughs> so you're let into the party. It's a very, very lavish bar. There's uh, waiters in suits walking around with trays full of hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. Everybody's dressed super nicely. You see see across the bar that Heron Osborne and uh, Carrie Sunderwood are, are talking. Um, well, Garrett's going to try this for the third time <laughs> and he's going to uh, turn into a baby bear and approach his mom <laughs> and uh, outstretch his arms up to her, be like, uh, 
uh, well, this is in bear, so she's gonna understand it because she's a forest gnome. Uh, but he's gonna say, Mom, it's Mom, it's me, it's Garrett. Look, I can turn into a bear finally. Are you proud of me, Mom? I'm a bear, look at me. Heron Osborne spots you first. She goes, cute bear, gonna pick him up. And she, <laughs> she picks you up and she, she cradles you like a baby. Uh, but then Carrie says, oh, oh, Garrett? Garrett, is that you? I like am like squirming out of Heron Osborne's arms. And I'm like, mom, it's me, it's Garrett. Look, I'm a bear like you always wanted. Carrie scoops you out of Heron Osborne's arms, and Heron Osborne says, No fair! I want the cuddles! <laughs> and uh, she holds you in her arms, and she says, oh, oh, Garrett, how long's it been? Uh, God, you, 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 you're a growing little boy. She kind of like sh- shakes you up and down, and like, you're a much heavier bear than, than when I last saw you. Well, uh, how, how have things been, son? Well, Mom, to be honest, they're pretty rough. Um... Uh, you, sh- you should meet my friends. Uh, I'm, I'm here with Scotch Hops. He was my employee and oh, now wow. he's my manager. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny how things work out like that. So, so, so you're, you're, you're part of Scotch's entourage, huh? Well, Mom, I, uh, I came to this city because they, they took the river. They took the river from the Sunderwood. And, uh, and, and we need to get it back. I've been trying to find you. I've been trying to get enough money and influence so that we could... Petition the royals and the, and the people who run the city to restore our homeland. It's dry and shitty there, Mom. They, they really wrecked up the place. Oh, oh, Garrett, I, I know, I know about all that. Um, it's, Garrett, think things aren't so simple here like they were back in the Sunderwood. They could be. Sometimes, sometimes things are things are just a little more complicated and. Well, I love the Sunderwood too. It's 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 a it's a fine place, but I think you'd be better off just making a new life here in the city. Sometimes, if if you love something, you've you've just got to let it go. You know what I mean? Gotcha catches up and uh, is like Garrett. She means like fuck you. And I turn to Heron real quick and say, I've been dying for an interview. Can I set something up for tomorrow? (laughs) Sure, that sounds great. (laughs) You can come over to my house and meet my husband. (laughs) That Uh, sounds wonderful. Garrett turns back into a gnome and it's like, and he's still being cradled. (laughs) He's like, mom, uh, you know, I love you. And this, this comes from, uh, this comes from a place of love. But what the actual fuck are you talking about? That's the Sunderwood. Oh, Garrett, I I knew you'd react this way. And believe me, I, I was upset about it at first, too. But y- you've just got to make a new life, son. You- you've got to learn that that this is the place that you want to be. I mean, you- you've, been- you've been doing it fine in the city, haven't you? It's, it's a wonderful place, isn't it? It's so he almost of- died yesterday. I almost died at in the a.m. today. <laughs> You know, it can be a dangerous place, but 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 so can any place. I mean, you know, the, the I'm sure people are dying in Sunderwood. Not that we need to think about that right now. They're especially dying in Sunderwood. Listen, Garrett, I know you're emotional. She sits you down. But I have a whole new life here, and I can't just sacrifice that to to, to try to save our home. I mean, things change. You know, places change, and... Sometimes, sometimes you've just got to move on. It's like, it's like me and your mother, you know, we, we came here and 
you know, my my lifestyle got a got a lot more fast pace. And where is Mama Susan? Well, uh, well, we we split up because uh, you know things are different here, and I've got a lot going on, and and she needed someone with with more time, and so things just weren't working out. Garrett's eyes are just like getting so like full of tears. They haven't started streaming down yet, but they're wet as fuck. And he's like, "Mom, I know I told you that that what I was saying came from a place of love earlier, but uh, fuck that. You're way fucking out of line. Where's Where's Mama Susan? Cause Cause I'm sure she's trying to save our people. It's like you don't even." Remember how great things were with all the other gnomes and the sun. Did you know what this city did to fucking gazebo? You have no idea. She she turns her head away and says, Garrett, you're you're getting emotional. Now I'm I'm going to go talk to to some of the other guests and I'm going to give you a little bit of time to cool down. OK, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I don't want to cool down. <laughs> You're okay with getting emotional over a stranger's song, but not your son's strife and your homeland getting destroyed? Uh, she looks at you with a scowl and says, I'm sorry. I don't believe that this is any of your business. And uh, you know what? There's a time and a place to get emotional. And at a fancy party, is not it. You understand? You all need to learn some composure. Now, I'm going to go have a drink, and I would appreciate it if uh, you would just uh, see to your friend here. Garrett fucking squirms out of Carrie's arms and stands up, and he's like, Carrie, calling her by her first name for the first time in his life. Oh! Where's my real mom? Uh, Scotch Hops just, like, waddles up, super fucking casual, just, like, <laughs> feeling himself a drink in hand, and he's like, Carrie, Heron, babies, how's it going? I see you met my entourage. <laughs> uh, hello, Scotch. Uh, wonderful performance. Yes, uh, we have met your entourage, and, and might I say, if you're going to make it in the music world, you might want to think about the kind of behavior that your entourage exhibits, because it does reflect on you. You had a wonderful performance. Thank you for, for coming on this season. And she walks over towards the bar. Heron Osborne says, Awkward! Good performance! <laughs> Heron is the best. Scotch Hops jumps up on a table and points at, uh, at Carrie. And he says, You know what reflects on me? Broken glass. And then he just slams his drink down on the table he's standing oh. on. <laughs> Stands up there, kind of shoulders puffed out for a second, and then realizes everyone's staring at him and gets really nervous. You, uh, you're standing there after just breaking the glass. Uh, you hear what is, for most of you, an unfamiliar voice from behind say, Well, well, quite a scene we're causing, isn't it? Now, for most of you, that voice is unfamiliar. But for Gotcha Portobello, no. you recognize it as the voice of your mother, no. Queen Portobello herself. Oh, shit. I want to go ahead and slap Scotch on the ass. I just imagine myself standing next to the table, slap him up the ass, and lick the hand for that. Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're just trying to get so high and fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. While we're all dealing with our mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Portobello sees that, and uh, and she looks over at Gotcha, <laughs> and she says, "Hmm, keeping good company is always, I see, Princess. They treat me nice. I got your letter, by the way, 
about the Portobello peaches. And uh, I must say it was uh, quite disturbing, your lack of faith, that is. Well, I don't know about the peaches that much right now, but the stakes are higher, the mare's a fuck face, and I've got a lot on my plate, and you haven't even reached out for support once this whole time. And Garrett turns back into a bear and reaches up at Gotcha to like get picked up, because I think they both need to be comforted. I, I pick up my, my little Garrett friend. Queen Portobello says... Mm. An accomplished young princess of your age shouldn't need her mother's support all the time. And by the way, I saw your article about all that, the, the mayor and Rasbatan, as you said he is, and uh, I must say it was uh, quite an embarrassing piece. Your grammar was abysmal. Your, ah! wor- your word choice was unprofessional. Ah! And it, it really... It really uh, struck me as nothing more than tabloid garbage. Garrett turns back into a gnome in Gotcha's arms and goes to her defense and says, Well, sometimes when you need to say that this mare is a fucking cunt with three exclamation points, then you need to say he's a fucking cunt with three exclamation points. (laughs) I drop, I go ahead and drop Garrett, like, (laughs) as he finishes saying this and, like, go to slap my mom. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Slap. I got a 19. All right. Oh. So you, sl- you slap her across the face, and she doesn't even move an inch. She doesn't flinch. She doesn't wince at all. She just keeps staring at you and says, Princess, you disappoint me. Let's stop talking about this. There's, there's more pleasant matters to discuss. Oh. I'd like you to meet your new father. Ashford Millibont von Heckelton the Fourth. Oh shit! It's Jeeves. <laughs> you see, Jeeves. Oh, oh, you married fucking Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you found us on. You can find us on Twitter at Take a Crit and Facebook by the same name. Don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our episodes on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag take a crit, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. That's people like our good friends, Courtney Moses, Carol Hartzog, hi mom, and John Chafin. You can find John on TikTok at Drunkest Batman. Makes excellent content, even a little bit of it has our audio, so definitely check him out. If you have suggestions for NPC names or magic items, you can share those with us in our Facebook group. If we use them, we'll be sure to credit you in the show. This show is produced entirely by the cast. Leo is our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, compose the score and mix the final cut. Thanks to Noah Swanson for writing our intro and outro theme. Episodes come out every other Monday, so check back May 10th for episode 10. See you next time. Diet couple Blursty has more sugar and calories than regular Blursty, but it makes you shit like all you ate was cabbage for the last three weeks. Diet couple Blursty won't help you if you're thirsty. Yeah. Try new dog, frog, and cat flavors. Sold at CVS only. <laughs> he collected moths for my frog friend. Speaking of, Jeeves, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> After you say get to it, Jeeves like 
immediately out of reflex, just starts like scrambling around and looking for bugs. And <laughs> Queen Portobello puts her hand on his shoulder and says, Al Ashford, remember, we don't have to do that anymore. And he goes, oh, right. Uh, I don't have to collect bugs for you, you, you piece of poop. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm sorry that I took copper back away from you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, peek behind the curtain. But while before we started recording and we got on the video call, uh, Leo's like, everybody got your um, your least favorite artist? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I bet you picked copper back. And I was like, you motherfucker. You got me and we're not even recording. <laughs> yep. And then I had to come up with Drake on the fly. You did good. All right, Disney facts. All right, 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 all <laughs> okay well maybe that's a post credits bit I've got a good plan what's your plan I'm gonna cast invisibility on myself as well it's a good plan for you 